0: Hi and welcome to Canoodle! This is Lucy and for this week, I picked one of my favorite rom-coms, of course, Crazy Rich Asians. This movie is so fantastic. I love everything about the way it looks. I feel like all of my senses are engaged. I can smell the beautiful blooming flowers. I can taste the delicious dumplings they're making. And oh my gosh, what a feast for the eyes with their homes and their clothes, not to mention the plot, the humor, the drama. It's a -a one-of-a-kind rom-com, and I'm so happy that my co-host felt just as passionate as I did about this episode. So if you feel passionately about Crazy Rich Asians, let's do this together. Let's start.
1: Thank you so much, Lucy, for suggesting this. Lucy, this is great.
2: Oh, yes. Well, let's talk about Crazy Rich Asians, the dating profile. Are we going to swipe right, swipe left? What is it? So Crazy Rich Asians, a 2018 American romantic comedy film directed by John M. Chu from a screenplay by Peter Chiarelli and Adele Lim. It was based on the 2013 novel of the same name by Kevin Kwan. And it follows a Chinese-American professor who travels to meet her boyfriend's family and is surprised to discover that they are among the richest in Singapore.
1: What? Yeah, of all of Asia we made up. I'm excited to see
2: what we're gonna talk about. Lucy, this was your movie. What was your meet cute?
1: Well, I honestly don't remember any of the circumstances surrounding it. And maybe Liv can remind me whether or not I saw it with her, but (laughs) maybe Colleen can remember. I don't know who I saw it with. I don't know where I saw it. I don't know where I was because I was in the movie. Like Colleen, where did I see it?
2: Okay. I remember, because it was the dead of summer, it was like August, it was a heat wave, and you guys called me, and you were like, we're going to go to the movies tonight, because it's so hot. I remember it so clearly, because we were really kind of in like the fourth or fifth row, we were kind of yeah, close. all to the
1: way movie. to the right.
2: Because it was- on the aisle. Mobbed. No, no, I remember, yeah. <laughs> it was opening weekend of this movie, it was right. mobbed, and I turned to you and I was like, what's this movie about? And you
1: were like, it's a rom com. It's a rom-com. How did not know this? <laughs> I have to admit, I did not remember that either. I, I, I remember the movie from. I did not me to remember. See. I was like, was I on my couch? I'm pretty sure I was alone. I did not remember <laughs> anything. Because like once the movie started, I just was like jaw-dropped. Yeah. Visually stunning, hilarious, delicious. Like. But now I vividly remember it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I do, now. I do too. Now it's great. I didn't
2: even know it was a book until you guys were like, hey, where, like, where have you been? Under, I was, like, I don't know, I missed it. I don't, like, I have no idea what happened. you guys, was.
1: and when you see you guys, I think you mean Lucy because usually I don't know these things like she. Knows. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's
2: true. True. It's true. yeah. It's true. It's true. And for, for for our listeners at home, we have to remember Lucy and Liv are different people. Actually, they're very it's different true. people. They're not the same. They're very the same. different people. It's not Liv and Lucy.
1: <laughs> it's not one thing, it's not Liv Lucy, it's Liv and Lucy and the end is very pronounced. Yeah. yeah. Yes. we love but we don't always love the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we, love, we love Crazy Rich Asians though. Yes, that we do have to talk Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: love it. Okay, I, I'm excited to dive in actually. First we meet the Youngs and just really briefly we have a little like flashback of the Youngs that sets the stage for the fact that um, this family is freaking wealthy. It's, you know, we have Michelle Yeoh's character Eleanor and her sister Felicity and their two kids, um, uh, Nick and Astrid, show up in the pouring, pouring rain to a very posh hotel and are turned away. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they, they have these Gucci bags, they have the entire like, you no, know, Louis Vuitton, the Louis Vuitton luggage set, the whole thing. And they're obviously very wealthy, but they're turned <laughs> away until it's discovered that they've actually purchased the hotel and
1: good good. good. not even that they know the owner they have they are the owner they
2: are the the owners owners. let's talk let's talk about rachel and nick lucy what do you think about rachel and nick
1: i love the scene where we first meet them because at first you just see this cute couple sharing a dessert they're chatting about work and then you find out who they are in the best way because he gets Spotted by someone, you see her tweet it out, and all of a sudden, again the graphics, you see this tweet go viral, and everyone's texting each other saying, "Oh my gosh, you will never guess who I saw." It's Nick Young, and he's with a girl. Da da, da and You realize, oh, he's somebody. He's somebody, and you don't you don't guess that at first. They're just having a little after work dessert. And
2: it's so Absolutely, good. and I also love that we are introduced to Rachel too at her job, yeah. which is hey whimsical job alert. A professor of game theory, yeah, at NYU. <laughs> yeah. but she's a badass. I mean, she's so smart yeah. and she's so skilled and strategic and fun she and funny. Yeah, so yeah. great.
1: Yeah, super strong. Again, like I feel like she comes off as really strong because she comes off as the boss of the table as soon as we see her, like playing poker, right? So it feels okay. really great
2: yeah I, I loved it I mean I thought that that in this whole scene that whole scene in the restaurant really is where they're unveiling the plot the major plot because you yeah. realize pretty quickly through the conversation that Rachel has no idea yeah um, who this guy is and, and what his real life is like and um i like Lucy, you're right I love that that thing it's just where you see the information go everywhere and then the, and then I don't think I realized that time wasn't passing right because you get to the I- Right? You get to the plate, like all the tweets are going around, the text, the tweets, the whatever else. And then you see the Singapore, the home. It's like morning in Singapore and the mother's there at Bible study. And suddenly uh, one of her friends is like, well, I heard Nick is bringing a girl to the wedding. And she calls and they're still sitting eating their dessert at the bar. Yeah, exactly. It's genius. So genius.
1: So
2: genius. Yes. As soon as we get to Singapore and, and the mom's Bible study group, like if the tweets weren't enough just seeing eleanor's home oh my god
1: (laughs) insane i mean over the top just the 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 most luxurious it looks like the most luxurious hotel in the middle of the jungle that's what it feels like it's it's beyond it's not
2: from this world no no i really just Immediately like, I, I think I said it one of the other weeks that's like I, I really just want to be in that life mm-hmm. and if, if, it, yeah, if, if, yeah. if There's hardship somewhere or drama or intrigue or somebody calls me fat or somebody says I'm not <laughs> worthy. I, was, I don't care I want to be there. Yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <don't wanna> <laughs> You can say as many n- nasty things to me as you want as long as I can sit in your living room for
1: <laughs> <people>. 100%
2: <laughs> I also really liked that we meet Rachel's mom in mm-hmm. that yeah, night. Night. Yeah. They, they decided to go to the wedding and you know obviously she we meet her mom she's adorable they're shopping
1: yeah and we kind of recognize that they are they come from very different backgrounds even though we don't know yet the extent of the young families' mm-hmm. affairs right but it's kind of clear right away they're very different and this is not gonna go well <laughs> yeah. and like i really
2: felt like her mom tried so hard yeah she was like i have a spidey sense that something's that you're gonna have trouble because you're different. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Love Nick. This is great. It'll be great. Just remember, you're not Chinese. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. But no, they had no idea. In this movie, there's a lot of side stories and side dramas. Astrid, Astrid has her own side dramas and everything else. But um, I mean, the main focus really here is Rachel and Nick and their story and and Rachel's kind of like, you know, what is she doing here and how is she gonna get through it. Um, and I think the other character that we have to mention, it's sort of similar to when we watched You've Got Mail, is that Singapore is- Right, is
1: the yeah, other character for Singapore. sure. Yeah, have ever, has anybody been to Singapore? Yeah. You been there? Yeah. 12 hours, 12 hours from my, uh, when I came back from Australia and it was interesting because I spent time in uh, West Australia where there's literally nobody. And then I went to Singapore and I spent time in, little india and it was the most like cry like the most yeah. ever and i was like oh my god what's happening and then i went to santosa beach which is like i was very much reminded of when i saw like the beautiful beachfront yeah. and like super fancy where all the tourists go and i went to a food court like yeah to, like, exactly wow and, you
2: know, yeah. yeah i have never been to singapore i i actually um i'm jealous like i really want to go because yeah. i really want to go to the um the food market.
1: Yeah, oh, oh, it's, so the food it's
2: called like the Newton Food Center.
1: The best. No, the food courts are really the best because it's it's kind of like this thing. Um, they really are super simple. Like what it is in the movie, it is. Like you have plastic chairs. You have just like little booths all over. You have probably, in you know, in one court, you have probably 40 booths. Like it's, it's humongous. It's so huge. And what you do is really, you pick a table and then your friends stay there. You just leave your stuff, you drop your stuff, and then you go and get all this food and everybody shares. And it's not something that, you know, it's kind of very democratized because as you see, even the super rich go there, it's kind of like the thing that you do in Singapore. And I really thought that it was so nice because the whole city is so extremely, posh. It's a really very, very wealthy city. It's very posh. And it's very nice that the one thing that they, that they, you know, that they have somewhat to commonalize the whole thing is these food markets. And I, and I love the representation of it. It was, it was so great. The chili, the Singapore chili crab is the best thing you'll ever have. It's like, the most delicious thing so i it was just you know that's if there is one thing that i really remember about the city it was the food court so i was just so pleased to see it and relive it which is great
2: it is on my list
1: oh yeah now, we oh. should go after our honeymoon oh yeah we could now that we have a whole nother year to plan it i know <laughs> <laughs> oh, You really cool. know
2: when you get married next year you can do your little, your little all your hot spots around the and world. I,
1: yeah. Actually, we we'll should report that. back on our 100th episode or something. That's totally. Right. <laughs> that. totally. right. Totally. Totally.
2: Um, well, I think what's, what's great, too, is that we see um, Nick's best friend, Colin, and his fiancee, um, Araminta, yeah. whose name I had to write down six times because I couldn't remember. Yeah. I didn't
1: um, remember it, honestly.
2: And they feel, like, really normal. And I do, I, you know, I, I remember even the first time I saw the movie getting this sense of, like, oh, this is, like, the warm water. That Rachel is swimming in, that is being slowly turned up, and she doesn't even realize it because they seem really normal and like very like
1: they seem. That's right.
2: They're down to earth. They're they're wearing jeans, you know, like t-shirts and whatever. It's all just like a totally happy, 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 and.
1: And they don't yeah. seem super rich, to be honest. We don't know that they're super rich. We just know that they're friends, right? We don't really yeah. know that they are super rich. Yeah. And we don't have that feeling. Yeah, totally.
2: We don't even know. They don't even know. Um, I'm going to kind of skip ahead a little bit. I don't want to I don't want to skip over, though, meeting uh, the Go family.
1: Yes. Oh, oh. And not skip over that. We cannot
2: skip the Go family. We're skipping a lot of other stuff, but we're not going to skip the Go family. Um, Pecklin, who is... Um, uh, Rachel's friend from college from from New York and her family are I mean like
1: no best kids. Good. Like yeah, just they're, so good. Yeah. they're so good. And I think that here too, like when you see the difference already, like you're kind of like already seeing that they're they're very, very, very wealthy, but they are a different wealth. Right, and it's kind of like what you might think, like the nouveau riche or like the new, the new money, right? The 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 new money, and not the like the 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 royal money that maybe the young family comes from, right? But I love Aquafina in this movie so much. She is the gem, I think, of the movie. And the way that we are relating to her in such a weird way with this character is so great. It's just, and her whole family. I mean, yeah, just
2: too much. Oh yeah, it. I mean, I agree. Like, I love when and and her father, who's played by Ken Jeong, who is one of I our mean, favorites yes. from Community.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> so great. I had
2: forgotten he was in this movie, oh, and no. there's that moment he, he had so many funny zingers in that dinner scene, and he was like, when the kids wouldn't eat their dinner, and he was like, "You have to eat your your chicken nuggets." There are children starving in America.
1: Yes. In America, yeah. Yes. Uh,
2: but yeah. But this is where they, she, she re- starts to realize that not only is her boyfriend affluent, like he's rich, but he's basically a prince. Yeah.
1: Well, they know. Aquafina and her family, they tell her.
2: They, te- yeah. okay. they tell her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You happen to know him? Are you kidding? Uh, yes, uh, absolutely. Like, everybody knows him.
2: <laughs> and they know him, they know all those people. Yeah, Like they know the wedding that's happening. So it's basically like a royal wedding.
1: It is happening. Right.
2: right. Which is right. so great, which triggers our favorite thing. Oh God. Makeover part one.
1: My favorite no. thing. Lucy couldn't wait. I love Lucy,
2: a makeover. talk to us about this makeover. I'm so excited to hear your, your thoughts. Well,
1: makeover part two is actually my favorite makeover in this film, but I love oh. a makeover. I love a luxe makeover. I love seeing all the different looks. I love seeing the critiques of the looks. I love the thumbs up, the thumbs down. But I just, I adore it. Mm-hmm. All the options, all the colors, all the fabrics.
2: But I mean, I was super jealous
1: of, of Pickling's closet. Oh my God. Uh, no. Not the color-coded, but color-coded compartments. Oh no, it's so great.
2: Her closet right. looked like the bookshelves at the wing.
1: Yeah. And on top of that, what she chooses to wear that day is a suit, is a pantsuit made uh, with, with a print of dachshund on it. Like, I think that that is the best choice that she could make that day. <laughs> <It is laughs> the, you mean the PJs, AKA the PJs? Basically, <laughs> right? I love it so much.
2: But she does a great job. She dresses Rachel.
1: So beautiful. so that
2: Rachel can go and meet the family. So beautifully, and okay, can we can if we if we skip
1: ahead to just like her outfits in the car, like those are amazing. Like she- I
2: know. So when 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 uh, when they finally get to that big mansion and 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 Nick is like, do you want to come inside? She's like, let me get something out of the trunk, and she opens the trunk.
1: <laughs> amazing. outfit, cocktail outfit, work outfit. I love Why it. a shame? I'm not an animal. <laughs> I love that so much. She's not an animal. She's definitely yeah. prepared. And obviously this mansion, the second mansion of the young family that we get to see. Oh. It's like, wow. palatial. No, it's amazing. And uh, just like another comparison to the Royals, I mean, it looks like Versailles, honestly. It, it looks really like, it, that's kind of the feeling with that garden and that huge just, mm-hmm. you know, property. It's mm-hmm. just amazing. But yeah, yeah, but
2: like really old and old money, like not like not the right. new though, uh, like that. Like the Go family was like, we weren't we, we modeled this after Versailles. This is, yes. no, this is actually like the guy who yeah. did Versailles came over. Right, and did-
1: exactly.
2: <laughs> 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 <Right>. <laughs> um, well, this party is off, off the hook. I mean, it's there's so much drama going on all the time, but I mean, importantly, um, Rachel looks stunning, but makes mistake after mistake after mistake coming into the place, right. and and no, she's, she's not a buffoon, but she just really kind of keeps screwing up.
1: Yeah, for her, and it, it, with all good intentions, but she just yeah. doesn't understand, very, and I think that that's very funny how, not funny, but it's like, that's her American side, right? Mm-hmm. All the mistakes is just because she's not brought up in that environment, and so she doesn't know what the social norms are, mm-hmm. and so she's playing her, you know, the encounters out, the way that she knows how. And mm-hmm. that's where the mistakes happen. So there are mistakes because that's how she grew up and what's what her culture is. Yeah. Oh my God, yes. No, it's just so cute. And then she spills a drink, drink over there. Where mm-hmm. is Nick being like, there's going to be a fingerball? Don't yeah. you think? <laughs> I was a little frustrated that he was just like, you're saying hi to the nanny. Like, introduce her. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. I-, I think I even that's wrote funny. down,
2: this is 100% your fault, Nick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And also like how inconsiderate and he's such a like I adore him so much because he's so kind. He's like so on her side. But at the same time, it's like, why would you let this happen, knowing like who you are and who your family is, and that you know this is an issue? Like, why aren't you setting her up for success? At least that yeah. da- at least damage control. But no, nothing. Yeah. Like he lets her walk into all of this like with an open heart and with an open mind. And I give her so much credit for still like showing up who she is, Mm -hmm. like not being totally devastated. I would have like run away and be like, what the heck's happening here? Well, she's so graceful. And you know what I would have done? I would have been like, I would
2: have walked in here in a $65 secondhand dress. Are you kidding me? No. Like I would have been doing the whole, like it would have been bad enough that I had introduced myself to the nanny and like drank the finger bowl. It would have also been like, what ifs in my brain? Like, oh Oh, my God, it's it's already terrible. What if I had walked in here with my ponytail, (laughs) my $65 dress from the
1: secondhand shop in the neighborhood? (laughs) No, it's true that he did not do his due diligence. Well, he didn't do his due diligence. And the whole time I was actually thinking to myself, are you this clueless?
2: yeah and i think the other thing too is that and this is this comes up a little bit later but it's so clear that all of the other men in that world know exactly what's going on how is he the only one who doesn't you know right. so we feel yeah. a little bit like right all right all right nick it's a good thing you're cute
1: <laughs> Very and exactly
2: i want to also say every time and we'll see this over and over and over again whenever we're with the uh, the generation of the family—that's like the—that's that, the mom Eleanor and the the amas and the aunties—I just get this whole like, like ho- old Hollywood in the '40s glamour. Yeah, totally. Like, Comes like pouring out. Even the music, the clothes, the color palette—it's just like,
1: oh, yeah. Like the, the colors that exist in this movie, I've never seen before in real life. <laughs> like those jewel tones, the purples and the greeny blues—it's so rich yeah so
2: it's gorgeous amazing. it's so gorgeous uh so the next the next whole section is the bachelor bachelorette weekend
1: oh oh, wow. oh my god and here we also start to, okay so colin and uh, what's her name um what's her name? Araminta.
2: Araminta. araminta or minty for short
1: or minty. <laughs> stupid crazy rich too <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean no saving yourself
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Lucy, I was reminded of your bachelorette party. I was like, it's so amazing. Like your glitzy bachelorette party that we had. Oh
1: my God. What an honor to be compared. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Why did I I not wear a head to toe gold sequin jumper? This is the question. I know this is the question. You
2: know what though? Minty missed the boat on not having crazy straws with our names spelled out.
1: You're right.
2: (laughs) Amateurs. (laughs) Amateurs. we're going right. to actually, we're going to post those pictures on the Instagram with us, with our, Oops. with our silly straw name, our crazy straw names, uh, yes. names, yeah, weird thing. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, like, we also meet Amanda.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We like it first, because yes. she seems a little down to earth, and she might be getting friendly with our main character. But finally, Rachel makes a friend. I will say, I never trusted her from the beginning. <laughs> Okay. like you saw it coming. I know it. By their sense, I saw it coming. Out. I was like, no, that's no feels off. No, no, mm-hmm. too good to be true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. too well, good to be true. And you know what? But my favorite
2: little line that um, Minty says to the gang when they get to her private island is, "This weekend is about sisterhood and connecting with the divine in all of us."
1: Morning yeah. with a shopping spree, yeah. <laughs> all paid, all paid. <laughs> Listen, you guys, Some your words have never been off <laughs> We are, we are so. We, you know, if you know us and you'll get to know us over the course of the podcast, but we are very spiritual people. We are both, <laughs> all four of us are extremely spiritual. We go to like, you know, we do our cleansing, we do our meditations, we do our mindfulness, but you guys. Nobody can ever stop us from going on a shopping spree, okay? The two That's kids go hand in hand, so Minty, you're all for it.
2: Yeah, if somebody said you have 15 minutes to take what you can carry, I'd be like,
1: done. <laughs> just one swoop of the arm. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so basically, we, we are Minty. That's what we're trying to say.
2: <laughs> we are. We are Minty. We are Minty. Um, we're, we're complicated people. We're complicated women. What are you gonna do? First of all, I would love to go to this Bachelorette weekend only because it's on that beautiful beach. It was at a Four Seasons. Yeah, and I want that room. I want that spa. I want that boutique. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but what I don't want is the is the sort of yeah. conniving Amanda, no. who is clearly like just showing, just needling her, needling her, needling her, and and you know, and like knowing exactly what's happening, and realizing that she's been planning this like this diabolical like. Mm -hmm. rich girls you know i'm I'm editorializing of course but like bored rich girls like making her suffer and they're going to show her her place in this world which is no
1: place at all because she used to date nick that's what we find out Mm -hmm. and she clearly believes that she is a more suitable choice for him based on her status
2: so astrid finally gets to the bachelorette weekend and and of course right when rachel is is so upset and then they go in and adding insult to injury they find this gigantic gutted fish in her bed with like the crazy paint blood painting on the window that says basically like catch this you gold digging bitch and (laughs) rachel says i'm not gonna make a scene
1: (laughs) like what
2: i would make such a scene oh my god i mean i I, that would have had my irish right up (laughs) I know. <laughs> you know, I would have gone marching out there with my hair on fire.
1: And Amanda would have been so happy to point out how she doesn't fit in, she just causes a scene, yeah. she doesn't know how to ho- comport herself. Like <laughs> yeah. that, Amanda, we're not even going to talk about the fish. Um,
2: now, on the other hand, the boys, on their bachelor weekend, are <laughs> taken via helicopter, to the middle of the sea, yeah. onto a giant container ship.
1: Yeah,
2: yes. That's been it's so rented epic. At... What is it called? What's what call it I think it's, so
1: it's, so epic.
2: Epic. it's so epic. Oh, it's epic. Oh, I thought you said it was called something.
1: Yeah, it's epic. I mean, insane. It's insane. <laughs> it's a freight ship right um, there is basically like a 2,000 people party going on yeah and it's in a lawless land it's in international waters, so- international waters. Oh. that is that bachelor party no
2: is my worst nightmare oh, no
1: my God. worst nightmare if you cannot I go anywhere you can't go anywhere what yeah. if you what if you don't want to be at the party anymore
2: like if you, from- you know what you do if you don't want to be at the party anymore live <laughs> you steal a helicopter yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Always a way yeah, out. I would not even have thought of that. But yes, there is always a way out. But yeah, it would be my worst nightmare. Like I was getting hives just thinking about being on that thing. Yeah. Like oh god. Also, you know something that just occurred to me. How did those two pretty rich boys know how to fly a freaking helicopter? Nick has a pilot's license. I wrote it uh-huh. down. On second watching, you
2: hear the vo- You hear it's in voiceover here. Well, I guess that pilot's license came in handy.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. Also, can we, for a moment, talk about the fact that he's carrying right? a ring with him? Right? Are, Are you kidding me? Like, for what? sure, this is not a $2,000 ring. Like, it doesn't matter. But, like, why would you carry that with you when you know you're going to a bachelor's party? Yeah. Oh, like, exactly. you know, like, any sense? And then he's, there's, there's, like, he's wearing a swim trunk. Like, <laughs> So <That's> surreal. surreal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: I love it. I love it. I, I, I had the same reaction. I was like, "He just pulled that out of his khakis.
1: Yeah. It's A lot like. How dare you? How dare you? How reckless! Right <laughs> but he does, and he shows it to Colin. Yes. Yeah. Who then gives yeah. him a speech on how miserable Rachel would be as his wife.
2: And I thought mom. that was interesting because, as we were talking about earlier, we were saying that maybe, maybe you know, Nick does. Nick's a little clueless, and his friend is like, you know, this isn't. Gonna be easy like what do you like I'm kind of like i love her and i think you guys are great together and i in theory i think this is a great idea but what are you doing yeah
1: you
2: know like this yeah. is gonna be- be a little worse, you
1: know? like he may be just a little naive, this guy i don't know yeah
2: yeah but i'm glad that in the in, when they get back in the bachelorette party nick rachel really calls him out on all of this yeah. stuff and um and you know and I, I actually this is really where i wrote down like this is a, a thousand percent your fault. Yeah. <laughs> and you're lucky you're so cute and he, he does always have the right thing to say he always does say the right thing that's oh, yeah. that's one of the nice things about this character because this character he's flawed yeah. but he does he's a grown-up like he can take responsibility yeah. for what he does yeah i don't know if he learns from his mistakes but i mean you know
1: well hopefully great. find great. that out in a sequel
2: <laughs> exactly there's, there's two more of these movies coming out right two more? Uh, i think so yeah Yeah, automatic green light for a trilogy. That's what I read, Wikipedia. Um, So, now the next section really, this is like uh, the beginnings of the real battles are really starting now, and um, the dumpling lessons sequence. Yeah, Yeah. of course, you know this is where they 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 go to uh, the grandmother's house. And the entire family is sitting around in their fantastic designer clothes, and they're doing this very simple and beautiful act of making dumplings that they've been passing this tradition down. Mm-hmm. And you even have the young generation sitting at the table, too, learning. And um, it just feels like exactly what Rachel never had. You know, she's know. so thrilled to be in this family and to be there and seeing this and getting this really warm feeling. But Eleanor, Nope. Other plans.
1: Yeah.
2: The scene on the stairs, she basically confronts her on the stairs of this gigantic home and, and tells her that thing that really, especially for the four of us, like the, the work that we do kind of on ourselves, is she says to her, you'll never be enough. Right. Got which, it. Which is so horrible. And it's the thing that every person on the planet, whether they realize it or not, has that playing on a loop have yep. our heads anyway we don't yeah. need someone to say it to us, but having somebody say it is
1: but I will say I did also in that moment I was not just hating Eleanor, but I also had a lot of compassion for her because I felt she was basically telling her own story and she wow. knows what it feels like not ever to be good enough <laughs> yeah. and so she's basically telling her like I know you'll never be good enough because I'm not good enough. Yeah, definitely. And just because of my dedication and how, of how I grew up, like I, I made it work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it, I wasn't only outraged. I mean, of course, like I was like, yeah. oh, but at the same time, I also felt like, no wonder you, you are who you are because this is exactly what you're going through. Well, we see our Ma still treats her that way. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Still, still, still treats mm-hmm. her that yeah. way. So mm-hmm. she truly really does believe that. Of course, it's a horrible thing to say, but like Barbara said, she just thinks she's telling the truth. Yeah.
2: Um, so, you know, after this devastating takedown, you know, Rachel's feeling really alone and she's, she's, she's with Nick, but she really has to seek out a friend. Um, she doesn't want to talk to Nick about it. So she, so she seeks out her friend, pick, pick Picklin, And basically through this conversation rallies herself into saying, you know what? I, I have to make her respect me. I have to stop rolling over and trying to please her and make her respect me. And this triggers Lucy. Your favorite thing.
1: <laughs> <makeover>. <laughs> complete with hair and makeup and floral length ball gowns. Oh my gosh. I thought, I forgot there was two makeover scenes. And during the first one, I was like, I yelled at Liv for like fast forwarding. I'm like, I missed it. Calm down. <laughs> the big one hasn't happened yet. So, so satisfied to get to this big one and just see the glamour. And how amazing is Oliver in that oh, yeah. like showing up, it's like, this is the best thing, and finally someone's standing up, but don't tell her I was ever here. <laughs> I know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Love that. And I I do love I love the, the tag team of Picklin and Oliver, like the wacky best friend, the gay best friend, both of them together like co fairy godparents.
1: Really? It's so great. Just-
2: making her over and just bolstering her a lot. And, and even just the way that um, she finds a refuge in the, at the, with the Go family, in all their wackiness that it becomes really important later that she's, she's able to go there and feel very safe and feel very yeah. at home. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. I also really loved in the scene where, right before the makeover, when <laughs> Aquafina's character Picklin says, I'll bet you they'll write you a check. Oh yeah. And then later she goes ten million. Ten million. Ten million.
1: Yeah, make it
2: ten. They write that check. They do that. Check.
1: <laughs> I know, I love it. Everything about everything about that, you know, the combination of this character, which is of Rachel, which is kind of serious. I mean, she's she's fun and everything, but she's kind of like the serious kind, right? With like the contrast of of Pickle is just so juicy and so amazing. It just it's so so great. So yeah. I, the whole scene there is so great. By the way, another trivia fact: um, a lot of of Aquafina's lines were improv. Oh, yeah! yeah. Well, I totally thought yeah, that, on the yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah.
2: obsessed yeah. with her. I love her so much. Yeah, um, I thought it was really fun too. This this movie is it's two hours long, but it kind of zips along, and I think a lot of that is down to the way that they cut things together. Like, I really love that they cut the 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 the, 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 the makeover montage in with the arrivals at the wedding.
1: Yes, you know? yes.
2: You can really see like. What the people are wearing and who they are yeah. and how excited they are to be there and how high stakes it is and then you can also see her goofball yeah. in the bad dresses and the good dresses and all this stuff going on and then finally to that moment where she emerges from the limo driven by
1: Picklin. Taxi. Oh, that you limo. know it's going to be so epic because you're seeing one by one everyone else come but you don't see her full look and you're like okay this is the buildup. What is she going to wear? Right. How is she going to walk out? And then, ooh. Yeah, and you know it's classy and, and, top and top top. beautiful yeah. and amazing. So great. Red carpet arrival, like really. Yeah. Seriously.
2: And she has that great moment. Yes. who yes. says, hello, ladies. Amanda, you're in my way.
1: Yeah, yes. Oh. She got full makeover Trust. attitude as well.
2: That was that was her like Julia Roberts pretty woman
1: Yes! Yes! yes. Huge. <laughs> I know, same, same concept, so great, Uh, and then she enters oh. the venue. If you thought the makeover was my favorite part, I mean... the nah. wedding. Lucy,
2: Lucy, talk to us about this wedding.
1: <laughs> well, Liv and I are wedding planning right now, and I'm feeling like we're just going to throw everything out the window and do like a lily pad wedding, because <laughs> yes, you get into this apparently church, but it could have been anything, because it's totally making make it over, it's totally mm. making it over <laughs> into this outdoors brought indoors ethereal daytime turn to nighttime garden water lily oasis plants there like there are plants in between every single row so it's like they're sitting in this tall grass those huge plants almost reaching the ceiling that are lining everything and then I mean do we want to talk about anything between now and the entrance because that entrance
2: Please keep going. I I want to hear your thoughts
1: on this. So it looks like a daytime garden. Everyone has their beautiful dresses on. People are getting seated. There's a princess. The flowers are opulent. The groom comes in. And then when the bride appears, it turns into nighttime. All of the guests pull out these like glow in the dark. um, What are are those bugs called?
2: Um, Dragon dragon fireflies, yeah.
1: Fireflies. So there's these fire fake fireflies all over the place, and then the aisle starts to flood with water, and you see Minty, but she has this gown on that opens up to my dream. It's like sparkly onesie underneath that continues all the way down to her feet, and she walks through <laughs> the water like my rain boots. <laughs> She's barefoot,
2: it's it's like spandex barefoot.
1: Yes, <laughs> no, it's so Epic magical. Y- it's so magical. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane how magical it is. And it is so over the top, but so magical. Yeah. That you just want it. You don't want, it's not over the top that you think it's like, this is ridiculous. This I couldn't so- even tell, like, I was like, are they making fun of her? Cause it's so crazy. Or are they just showing us the most amazing thing I could ever see? I couldn't <laughs> decide and I didn't care. I loved it. But
2: I think they're not making fun of her because everybody in the place was weeping. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. That's, yeah, that's, no No one made a face so that's why i meant okay they're just they're giving to us yeah you know it's so funny i feel like there's so many in so many ways i was comparing this movie to bridesmaids (laughs) (laughs) no because like in the beginning like the intro to the crazy family members but done so well now this thing like the wedding gown so like, not my style, but still like I recognized the beauty versus the yeah. ridiculousness of the other thing. Yeah. It was so yeah. interesting to see like, yeah. yes, this is this is how it's done in a, like very different, but it's just like, it was funny just because, um, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I thought the same. It's like another opulent, over the top wedding, the difference being that this one, you want that to be your wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This one's yeah. not a joke. No, the other one someone. was a joke. Bridesmaids is a joke.
2: And I, you know, it's what I think is also um, what we see during the whole wedding sequence too. Is that um, Rachel continues down this really positive, confident path? You know, she's the, the women try to snub her, and she's fine with that. She sits with the princess instead. Like she's like, I'm gonna one up yeah. you. I'm sitting with the most famous person in the room. Right. Yeah. And now we're BFFs. So suck on that, Eleanor.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
2: And, you know, after the wedding, she and Nick are really blissfully cocooned. They're so happy. There's swing dancing happening. There's people swinging from the rafters. It's a raucous, you know, again, over-the-top party. Um, But then Eleanor plays her trump card. Right. She brings Nick and Rachel to to kind of stand, you know, call to the carpet, if you will, in front of the grandmother, where she reveals that she's hired a private investigator. And she's discovered... This tremendous secret about Rachel, which is that Rachel, uh, Rachel's mother, and uh, Rachel's father is not dead. The whole time Rachel's been saying every time, every chance she gets that her father died before she was born. Single mother raised her. Um, her father was a factory worker in China. Um, but you know they have like a sort of American success story. But the reality is that um, Rachel's mother had an affair, according to the the PI and escaped to America um and basically the father is still alive somewhere and this is just and this this is proof that Rachel is an ambitious gold digger right
1: yeah yeah all information that not even Rachel knew and she just runs off
2: she runs off but not before she doesn't she doesn't say I had no idea I didn't know she says to them I don't want to be part of your family yeah she's mm-hmm. proud she's a she's yeah, proud and fierce to the end even though she's devastated And she runs off and um and Nick, I- Nick is kind of right behind her. You know, he's he's st- standing up to his mother and grandmother a little bit, but kind of, you know, loses her in the crowd, which I was like, come on.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Princess, you lose her in the crowd?
1: Like, look at all no. these- but you know. <laughs> well, you know, Prince even referred to as their- Cinderella as she's running through the crowd. Exactly, princesses they they lose their princesses a little bit too often, don't
2: they? It's the truth, it's the truth. <laughs> um, yeah so that that was devastating although she still looked good and there was still i i i can't even get into all the drama that was happening that way there was so much drama at that wedding so much going on too much we'll be here all night um and uh but now now we enter what i call rachel's emo period
1: yeah
2: (laughs) where she retreats to the go family's uh campus and (laughs) and stays in it but she kicks pickling out of her bedroom and (laughs) she takes over pickling's bedroom and you know, basically stares at the wall for a few days. And I, I kept expecting like the Mandarin Chinese version of REM's Everybody Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think it's, it's great that, that the Go family gives her a lot of refuge. They, t- they take care of her. And until finally, <clears throat> Rachel's mom shows up, yeah. and kind of gets her out of bed, nurses her back, tells her the whole story. Um, but the one thing too that Rachel's mom does is she also tells her that she should talk to Nick. Because at this point, Rachel's been avoiding Nick and hasn't spoken to him. And Rachel's and Rachel's mom says that uh, Nick is the one who called her and flew her out there to to be with Rachel. So he he really knows Rachel and knows what she needs, and you know is giving her space, but also giving her kind of comfort. You know. Yeah. Which brings us to um, their meeting in the park and and proposal part one.
1: Yeah, <laughs> part one. That's right.
2: Little little underwhelming, Nick. Feels <laughs>
1: little bit, nothing, nothing. right not easy. sure I would
2: say yes either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a
1: little. But he,
2: does, he does tell her that, he, that he's, he's ready to leave it all behind. Yeah. He's ready to just marry her and move back to New York and, and leave his entire family behind yeah. because he's that in love with her and he does present her with that beautiful ring that for any one of us would be like a giant, beautiful engagement ring, but we know better.
1: <laughs> we know better, that's right.
2: We know there's something, there's, there's more in the barrel. Yeah, <laughs>
1: there was a different ring. Um,
2: and so at the, end, at the end of that scene, actually we don't really see the resolution there. What we just see is what is, is, the, is basically the final showdown.
1: Yeah,
2: Um it's favorite of the whole movie. Yeah, Rachel has contacted Eleanor and has asked her to meet in a Mahjong parlor. Yeah and they have a really kind of very tense, very charged uh, conversation while sitting at a table with two strangers and playing Mahjong.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: and I, don't, I didn't know anything about Mahjong. I, don't, I mean, I've seen it played in movies and stuff, but I didn't know anything about it. So I did, I did a little research on it, uh-huh. just to kind of, I mean, because I don't think you need to know anything about Mahjong to see the power of this scene, because the power of the scene is that they are, in a conversation, you see Rachel really using her own power, using her own, her smarts, her skills, her knowledge, and her heart. And you also hear Eleanor's side. You kind of feel like she's inching toward some redemption here at some point, you know? Yeah. Um, and in the end, when I saw the movie, and both times actually, I couldn't really tell who won. I felt like Eleanor won the game, but then at the end, when when um, Rachel flipped her tiles over, I thought maybe yeah, that no, was the out. Rachel totally won. Yeah, she totally
1: won. No, she you did not. Wait, wait,
2: wait. wait. You yeah. said you, you said that Rachel. Yeah,
1: Rachel had... definitely won. Yeah. She showed her hand at the end.
2: She did she not win. Did not win. What? I'm gonna read you. I'm gonna actually tell you. So um, I looked it up. So basically, what happened was during the game, and and there's there was a whole choreographed um sense of like what was happening all throughout the entire game with all the tiles being passed and everything there was a point when eleanor kind of racks up her tiles and slams them down to begin like in the kind of in the beginning and that was to show rachel that eleanor was using a specific strategy to win which was like i'm just going to make it up collecting like tiles right yeah and when the whole time when you see rachel looking at the tile in her hand later yeah. Right? And then she finally puts it down. That tile is the t- She knows that, that Eleanor needs that tile to win.
1: Oh. Right. Right? No, I got that. I got you know, that. Just oh. a moment.
2: It goes on. Um, so Eleanor needs that tile to win. So Eleanor picks it up. She puts her tiles down and she wins the game. That's the end of the game. Rachel's continued conversation with her where she starts to tell her, he proposed to me. I turned him down. And oh, when he, meet, when, when you know, you'll now know in the future when he he meets a girl that you like, it's because of me. And then she shows her tiles, which show that if she had not discarded that tile that she did, she would have won. She had the winning tile oh, I and see. She sacrificed it. Right. So basically, the whole thing was like a symbolic sacrifice.
1: Got it. I see. To Eleanor to her family. Got yeah, it that was I think that I, I got glimpses of that I just didn't know that by the in the moment that Eleanor turned over then the game was finished and she won I guess that I didn't I, I missed that part but that's really yeah that whole that whole thing with the game and especially because um Rachel is such a strategist right mm-hmm. that's her profession game like and- right So it's just, yeah, it was so amazing. But my favorite, favorite, favorite scene and moment of the whole movie is actually right after that, when she walks up, when she walks out and her mom is there and Mm -hmm. and stands up and the look between the two mothers, I, I cry so much when I see that because it's so charged. It's so emotional. Everything is said in those two looks and it's just... it's so it just gets my heart, and it closes the loop of the beginning of the movie when it's so clear that the relationship between rachel and her mom and nick and his mom like rachel's mom is all about i'm sacrificing everything so you have a better life and the other relationship is like this is tradition and this is how it works and and you have to sacrifice for yeah. us. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So it's it was so it's so beautiful. It's it's it was it was so really yeah
2: yeah. And I I just love that that whole book ending with the two games. You know, her winning the poker game, Amazing. like winning the poker game in the beginning. Yeah. And then purposely losing the mahjong game at the end, which I, I also the first time I saw it thought it, she that she that she won both games. Right. I just yeah. Figured like oh she slaps that down and is like. Hoo You think you won?
1: <laughs> I won, son. Yeah. For me, in that moment, it was just her showing. It was her showing Eleanor like, "I'm smarter than you think." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know. And I still feel like it has that same thing. Like, I'm more than you think I am. It yes. does. It does. But and I thought she did because she won. But it was deeper than that.
2: Right. And I think yeah, it's it's it's. I had the same thing of like, I'm smarter. I'm I'm kind of almost like I'm better than you in a way. And then I realized that like with the added nuance of understanding. That she actually lost the game on purpose. It's like I sacrificed something, I'm yeah. a good person, right? I don't, I don't want Nick to lose his mother again,
1: yeah, yeah,
2: but because she loves him and right. she's willing to make the sacrifice because he will come and marry me and he will never see you again, right? You know, that kind of thing, yeah,
1: totally. And you know, I think that even the fact that this last scene doesn't even include Nick like, it's not the last scene, the movie doesn't end there, but it like it's kind of like the showdown, it doesn't mm-hmm. really include him. Mm-hmm. And it really made me think, like, this whole movie is such a celebration, actually, of women power, of mm-hmm. female power, because none of the dads, n- neither of the dads are present. The All the, the male characters are kind of Don't. either ridiculed or they're just, like, not not saying much. They're not, but even Nick, it's, it's in, in, you know, in his own glory of how beautiful he is and how amazing he is, he's kind of dull, honestly. Yeah. Like, he's great, but he's not... He doesn't have like this amazing personality. So I thought that on top of everything being so glorified in this, in this, in this movie, as far as, you know, culture and, and all of the things that we talked about, it's also such a glorification of women, because mm-hmm. even the fact that we never meet, we never meet, mix, mix that, he's never there. Like he doesn't show up. He's totally out of the picture. All the actual weight, you know, uh, scenes and sequences with the weight are determined by women. And yeah. I, I just love that about this movie—how how the different, you know, how the depth comes out through that.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of Nick, um, once this once this is over, um, Rachel and her mom are getting ready to go back to New York. They're on the plane, and Nick gets his second chance, his <laughs> make good on the first proposal, proposal number two.
1: Well, we should probably mention something before because when she gives him, when he gives her the ring. Right when we have the dumpling scene, one thing that we forgot to mention is that we see, you know, Rachel looking at Eleanor's engagement ring, which she said her mixed father had handmade and made because the grandmother, so his his father, his mother basically didn't accept her and didn't want to give her the family ring. Mm-hmm. And so we know, right, that, that Nick doesn't get the family ring the first time he proposes.
2: Right, exactly, that's that, that's a good point. It's a, it's a good thing to mention because uh, <clears throat> that first ring that we see but that he carries around in the swim trunks everything else is basically the the the, the runner-up ring, right?
1: <laughs> right? And it's Cartier and everything, but you know. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it's it's, Not the family, it's right? cute,
2: it's a cute, it's cute, cute. <laughs> it's cute. Um, but when he, when he finally uh, finds her on the plane and they have this really great um, kind of back and forth across the aisles, holding up traffic, Nick is putting luggage up, um, and he, he finally, he tells her how he wanted to propose to her originally, yeah. which was this super romantic, beautiful, memorable way but instead he's proposing to her in economy class on a, a flight yep. from, from uh, uh, Singapore to New York. And as we said, he opens the box and it's not the Cartier ring, it's that beautiful custom emerald ring that clearly Eleanor has given him, yep. signaling that she's giving, him, giving them her blessings and that they, they can get married.
1: So, so great. Beautiful. beautiful.
2: Um, and then we get to see the big sort of the precursor to their happily ever after. They stay in mm-hmm. Singapore for another night and have a gigantic, uh, just a, gig- a gigantic a gig- off-the-cuff a gig- engagement party, party at the top of that giant g- building with a ship on top of it.
1: You know, yeah, just why not? Right
2: at a moment's notice. Nice moment.
1: swimmers in the pool. Good swimmers. That was crazy. But oh, and by okay. the way, that is a real bar. Like that is a real bar yeah. in Singapore. That place? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. like yeah. the highest uh, infinity pool in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There you go. yeah. Oh, and the, and, the, and the also kind of a little piece of, not maybe trigger, but a kind of fun fact, um, the hotel they're staying at, uh, Nick and Rachel, it's the Raffles Hotel, mm-hmm. which is one of the oldest in Asia, actually, and uh, mm-hmm. kind of one of those, like, you know, colony time, and uh, it's it's so, everybody in Singapore loves it so much because Singapore is extremely clean. You actually can get a fine if you throw something on the ground or, yeah. you know, if
2: I you're
1: you know,
2: you know what? You're not allowed to like eat on the street, right? On
1: the street? No, no. You have to like. It's really strict. And the raffles has a bar where it has peanuts with every table, and you're allowed to throw the peanut shell on the ground. And so it's kind of this like high level and fun entertainment for Singaporean for people. It's uh, because the because... imagine? We have awesome. on the floor. That's right, that's on the floor. Fun. I know, it's so fun. Anyway, that's the raffle. if so she, she come to New York. York. Um, but I yeah. think one thing that we shouldn't forget is, other than I never, ever wanted that movie to end, but yeah. also what I thought was really interesting, like, in the end, when we thought it was about to finish, like, Astrid meeting someone <laughs> at the bar and making yeah. eye contact, which probably is a precursor to the sequel, That's right. um, yeah. which, is, which is titled Crazy, Chinese, Crazy Rich Chinese Girlfriend.
2: Um, I have a couple of trivia things that I wanted to share. Yeah. Okay. Or like behind the scenes kind of things. Uh, this is not trivia, but this is just a little fact. Um, Crazy Rich Asians is currently the highest grossing romantic comedy of the last 10 years oh, wow. and the sixth, number six highest grossing ever.
1: Wow! it deserves it it fully deserves it
2: yeah um all the jewelry is real everything that oh. you're seeing in the movie all the jewelry is real and those 1.2 million dollar earrings that astrid buys in the beginning were real and they had a guard a guard,
1: oh. a guard it, it 1.2 million yeah that's fantastic yep. this movie is so delicious. I know,
2: I know. All the clothes were designer. And the other thing that I, I, the note that I wrote, we didn't actually talk about it in the rundown, but there's the, the moment where Astrid gives her husband a watch. Yes. And says like, I, you know, I know you don't like expensive gifts, but this is a really important time for you. You're starting your company. You should have a watch. Um, if we were fancy rich people, we might know that that was a Rolex Paul Newman Daytona uh-huh. Mark II dial. Okay. which is valued at $600,000. All
1: right. So oh, it my just God. a little expensive gift. And she's one earring. To him and she's giving it to him without the box, which is usually when you 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 know pay, buy it from the market and you don't have a box for it, so you just give it to the person.
2: Yeah, and, and like and that's the cost of one of her earrings, by <laughs> the way.
1: Oh, One of her earrings. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
2: Um, oh, and also just one other fun thing that... Um, So we've been talking about the book a little bit, which I don't think any of us have read, right? No, no. No. Um, So apparently in the book, um, Michelle Yeoh's character of Eleanor is not, does not have any redemption. She doesn't really have that journey, um, I think, apparently. And Michelle Yeoh and the screenwriters kind of talked and she really didn't want to play that character that way. So the Mahjong scene is original to the movie. And that was, so one of the screenwriters specifically kind of was the caretaker of Eleanor's development, of her character character development. And they added the Mahjong scene at the end so that you could sort of indicate that Eleanor was not the worst person in the world and she wasn't irrevocably damaged and that maybe there was hope for her and there's maybe hope for the relationship between Rachel and Eleanor later. Yeah,
1: sweet. Sweet, right? But she didn't bless the, she did not bless, in the book, she did not bless the wedding or the oh. marriage and he left anyway.
2: Oh, so in the book, he doesn't, he she, leaves. He oh. leaves
1: and he wow. leaves his family. Yep. Wow. Okay. That's, that's harsh. That's a huge difference.
2: That is a yep. big difference. I would not have liked that movie. No. Oh, I, I might have liked it actually. I, I, I liked it, actually. But am it, sure it's still rich. It's
1: nicer this way though. You want, you want people to have family that comes together. Yes, oh, of course.
2: And you want people to have a growth, have have characters to have a growth trajectory. You want,
1: mm-hmm. you know. That's right. It's important. I like um, that. All
2: right, guys. So let's let's get into it. Let's rate the date. Yes. yes. Rate that date. On, so on a scale of ghost it to get it. What did we think? Barbara, what about you?
1: I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I, I I'm not sure how I can characterize this rating because I want to, I think it's like the perfect match and like the relationship that I feel like, yes, I never want this to end. And this is, this is it. The real deal. I, 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 I characterize it as the real deal. I love it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, for me, I thought from Ghosted to Get It, I think it's, it's, it's kind of a get it, but to me, this movie is like the guy who is the most fun. Like he's the guy that you definitely want to go on dates with. He is the most super fun. Probably don't want to marry him because his family is probably batshit crazy or he's batshit crazy or has a drinking problem or whatever. But you have the most incandescently fun time dating him. And that's how I see this movie is just like the best, like mini golf turns into a weekend in Atlantic City, turns into, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs>
1: If you don't want him, I'll take him because this movie is my soulmate. This movie like hits all the spots. I want to spend every day with this movie. I want to watch it again and again and again, and I want to ride off into the sunset with this movie. <laughs> I agree. I would be. This is the, my first full get it. I'm gonna marry it, and I'm gonna just keep it. Well, <laughs> I'll give it away. After I I love love it. So be ever after, I love it. Happy
2: ever after, I love it. Fantastic. Okay, so that was Crazy Rich Asians.
1: (laughs) Can I say one additional thing? Of course. And it's especially interesting, like in light of what's happening at the moment, even though we are like especially in the US, we're raving about this movie so much. It's actually gotten not such great feedback in especially Asian countries because of because of their casting, because a lot of because a lot of people are actually not of Chinese descent. Uh, um so they felt like it was a real blow mm-hmm. to do this yeah. asian movie but and and it's all and 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 about the chinese tradition by not using yeah. actors Oh I'm glad chinese. you brought that I actually forgot exactly. I read
2: that too you know, Nick is actually Malaysian yeah right. mm-hmm. um and um uh, Minty is Japanese
1: right mm. yeah
2: and there's another <laughs> character whose name I forgot but who was who was not Chinese, but uh, many of them are Chinese. But and I think there's also a thing about, and I don't understand it enough, so maybe I won't say it. There's something about the 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 the, the ethnic and cultural makeup of the people who live in Singapore yes. is very diverse. Yeah, very, yeah. Within the Asian culture, and there's yeah. no representation of that. Yeah, it's right. Basically, all Chinese. Yeah. Except for the people who are playing Chinese and are not Chinese. Oh. <laughs> yes. Those are um, are not represented. Yeah.
1: yeah. Totally, totally. I
2: can totally see that. So that's why it's not my soulmate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You don't get to have it
2: your <laughs> but I'm yeah. excited. So what? Liv, is it your turn? Yeah. What is our next movie?
1: So I'm gonna have you choose between West Coast and East
2: Coast. Oh wait, wait. So are we are we taking a vote?
1: Yeah, West or East.
2: Uh, I'll West. pick West.
1: West. West. Okay, then we're gonna watch. Oh God, I forgot the movie right now. Ah, uh, wait. <laughs> the Wedding Planner. The Wedding Planner. Oh, oh wedding planner. The Wedding Planner. <laughs> was, it was made in Manhattan. You yes, one, yeah. it Was made in Manhattan or The Wedding Planner? That it's like it has J Lo in common, and you just have to pick the two cities. So San Francisco, New York, and The Wedding there Planner we go, is. Baby. I All right. love it. Oh, I Stay think that's, I
2: think that's amazing. I think that's yes, totally yes. amazing. I'm it. super excited for that. I was super excited to talk to you guys about Crazy Rich Asians. Yes. And amazing. I'm super excited to talk to you next week about the wedding planner. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. Yes.
1: Very exciting.
2: All right, everybody.
1: Have a good night. Have a good night.
2: Stay safe.
0: Canoodle. Canoodle 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 you later. That's a wrap for Crazy Rich Asians in this episode of Canoodle. Thank you for listening. And if you like this podcast, please tell your friends by sharing this episode and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other people find us. You can follow us at Canoodle Podcast on Instagram and at CanoodlePodcast.com for show notes and exclusive behind the scenes content. Canoodle you next week.